This is the Awake Athlete Podcast. I'm Jessica Mikowski, mindset coach and plant-powered athlete on a mission to guide all who are ready to great heights in sports performance and life. Through the 10,000-foot view, I share teachings of living awake with the sole purpose that we all realize our innate power to be the masters of our minds. Hey guys, thanks for stopping in for another episode of the Awake Athlete Podcast. So Beach just popped off to the pool. It's a Monday. Mondays are like, they're our recovery day for our bodies, but we do so much on Mondays. We start 7 in the morning. We teach an online yoga class, uh, which if you're interested in, it's through uh, Yogi Triathlete's Patreon community. It's $10 a month. It's ridiculously affordable, but that is a dream of mine. I've always wanted to be able to offer affordable yoga. So $10 a month, it's four live classes, basically one live class a week. And then for $20 a month, you get the recording for a week. So if you can't make it live. But anyway, we start our Mondays and it's awesome. It's so cool. Like we've got these great regulars that come and people ebb and flow. You know, some people come on, they, they're all in and then they, you know, they leave in the middle of the class and we never see them again and they cancel their Patreon membership. And that happens. But we're always planting seeds, you guys. We're always planting seeds. You're always planting seeds, right? I remember I had this yoga teacher who said, every thought is a little packet of potential. I love that. Every thought is a little packet of potential. So it's like, I think this is why being aware of our thoughts, um, and we do that by creating space between you know where our focus is and where the thoughts are. And, and Honestly, I found no better tool to do that than meditation. I've actually found no other tool to just be such an accelerator for being able to be aware of my thoughts, but little packets of potential. So yeah, so Monday's um, yoga, and then Beach, and Beach goes live in the team, and I'm usually kind of listening to that because it's awesome, and I am an athlete of Team Yogi Triathlete, and then we have our weekly meeting, which is always interesting as a married couple, but we've started meditating before together, five-minute meditation to start off our meeting, so I think that's an awesome shift in the right direction. Uh, BJ and I have been working together for so long, so long. I mean, we met working together back in our 20s. So, and we've been entrepreneurs and we've had businesses together in the past. And yeah, we're still working out those deep roots of our cycles, which is just gross and awesome and beautiful and vulnerable. And, and I love it. And sometimes it comes up at our weekly meeting. And then it's like launch the podcast because we drop the Yogi Triathlete podcast on Mondays. And then, um, and then Beach has a lot of calls. Anyway, so he's off to the pool now, right? Like full day, amazing. I snuck out. I saw this little window I had. I snuck out at like noon, hopped in the pool. I did 1,300 yards. I did 1,300 yards. Ask yourself if going to the pool, driving 18 minutes both ways, going to the pool, and then, of course, coming home and having to shower and everything. If, is that worth it? 1,300 yards. And yes, m- without a doubt, without a doubt, my answer is yes, it's always worth it. It's always worth it. I just did a 10K race yesterday, and I'm ridiculously sore from it. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, and then, um, so yeah, so this thing that's been coming up for me today, I don't know why, it's just been bubbling to the surface is this concept or this idea or this theme or this 
this thing that happens, which is fear of success. And I honestly don't think that I ever experienced fear of success with sport. However, however, I you know, started triathlon in 2005. I've been active my whole life, but I wasn't, you know, awake. I wasn't as awake as I am now. And so, but what I can tell you is that I absolutely came up against it with Yogi Triathlete, 100%. When the scale started to tip and Beej and I were moving out of survival mode and into a business that was actually like growing and I was able to start paying us like 10% every month, like putting it in our savings. My teacher calls that spiritual accounting, where you pay yourself first every month, 10%. And um, things were starting to shift, and I was learning so much about business and the ins and outs, and I had written a business plan and all of these things I didn't want to do, but because we were in like survival mode and because we needed to create momentum every day, like I was like, I'm going to, I will do anything. Like I will do anything. I will learn anything. And I remember when things started to, like those scales started to tip. And I remember feeling a bit paralyzed, like a bit resistant to what was happening. And I identified it as fear of success. And I've seen this with athletes that I've worked with, um, all levels, all levels, for sure. Um, I've seen this. And I've seen it with the athletes that our coaches work with, and I've seen it with the athletes that my husband works with. Because as coaches, we come together, we support each other, we are in community with one another here at Yogi Triathlete, we um, support the guidance of the athletes. Uh, if a coach needs that assistance, we do that. It is very sacred, it is very confident, uh, it's a very safe space. And so that's that's pretty amazing. And thank goodness I got through that fear of success or, or none of that would have happened. So it's really interesting to think about fear of success for athletes because aren't we goal setters? Aren't we seekers? Don't we want to be better and better every day in every way? Like, don't we? So it's really strange when you've got that kind of personality butting up against this fear of success, but I've seen it so many times. And as somebody who is... A mindset coach, you know, it is not my job, and it's not anybody's job, it is not our job to save anyone, right? So when we see somebody in the struggle, like one of the most empowering things for that person is to just see them in their potential, hold that space for them, which is very difficult. It's much easier to go in there and be like, you should do this, and you should do that, and you need to do this, and you need to do that, and try and control it. But that's actually a violent way to interrupt their path. It's, it's saying, I don't see you as capable. And um, so it's really hard to stand by and watch somebody in this, kind, in this fear of success because a, there's a lot of self-sabotage that comes along with it. There's procrastination that comes along with it. There's giving up that comes along with it. I've seen this so many times with meditation. People give up. Um, I think... One of the worst things that ever happened to us as athletes is this like races that will allow us to defer. I think it's like one of the worst things because when you sign up for a race, we should do everything possible to show up for that race. And yeah, things are going to happen in life. 
but also it's really important to accept responsibility for things in life. And that might mean the responsibility of the investment that you made that you don't get that back. And we live in this culture now where it's like, well, I paid this money and and I didn't show up for the event, so I should get the money back. But it's a really self-absorbed way to look at things. And believe me, I used to look at things that way too. But what you don't see are the hours upon hours upon hours upon hours upon hours upon hours that those race directors that, you know, in bigger companies, big, huge corporations that run races, all of the people who have been working on that event. I know race directors. I have close friends who are race directors. Just the amount of hours and labor that go into putting on that event. And let's take it to the extreme example. Let's say athlete, you know, Athlete Joe number one, um, no offense to anybody named Joe, is like, well, you know, like, I don't really feel like training for it, or this happened, or, you know, we're moving, or, well, my diet's not been that good. And all we're doing is saying, but I'm still entitled for that investment that I made in myself. It's, it's, it's terrible. And we, so we now have created this culture of giving up. And so, I say, don't get the insurance on your race. I say, don't tick the box that says, yeah, I might defer this. Like, sign up and do everything. Gain trust in the universe, and the universe will gain trust in you, and then you gain trust in yourself. Like, do everything you can and accept all of your responsibilities along the way. I mean, let's go to another extreme, joyfully. What if we accepted our responsibilities in this life joyfully? Okay, I'm getting a little off track here. So fear of success. Yeah, so giving up. That's a big one. Procrastination. That's a big one. The other things that I see, and I was journaling about this. Let me just grab my journal. Um, so fear of success will, will manifest very subconsciously. So this is why we got to be awake, right? Awake athletes. That's why you're listening to the show because you're super awake. But it will manifest in ways of our behaviors, right? So we'll move away from the things that we know add value, eating well. We'll move away from uh, techniques like journaling. We will stop communicating. This happens. I see this. Stop communicating with our coach, right? Uh, We'll pull back from our meditation. That's typically the first thing that goes, like meditation. Because if you've got this subconscious pain that's like fear of success, like who wants to sit with themselves when you're feeling all that upheaval? Of course, right? So we're going to move away from that. The ego loves this. We're going to move away from yoga. I can't tell you how many people like over the years have come to yoga and said, oh my gosh, I've been bed in two years. Like my my mom passed away and then my dog passed away and then I hurt my back. And the whole time I knew that just coming in here and just being in the room would be exactly what I needed, but I just couldn't get here. This is all fear of success. Um, another place where we get stuck is like, figuring out the why. Well, why am I not eating well? Why am I not? Because you're not, it's not lost on you, right? You're like, you're living in your body. You know, you're not eating well, or you know, you're not um, adhering to a good sleep regimen, or you know, you're hitting snooze in the morning. And so then we can get stuck in this, like, I got to figure out why, why is this happening? And the thing about why, why is kind of like that episode I did, I think it was uh, season two, Trapped in Trying. You can also be trapped in why. Why doesn't matter? Why doesn't matter? Because the action is still the same. So why, finding out why and getting stuck in why I have to know why <laughs> something is happening 
is a procrastination technique because in the end, you still have to tie your shoes and get out and train for the race that you signed up for. Um, and so, you know, the, when we're searching for the why, a lot of times we'll feed the intellect, like incessantly just feed the intellect. And the intellect is amazing, right? It's our data and information center of our brain. It's wonderful. But we put a really heavy emphasis on the intellect and change does not happen in the intellect. And if the int if the data and the information, if the books that we're reading and we're putting into our intellect are not being used, then the intellect is just a waste of space. It's just it's just a watch that has all this data and information on it that's not being uploaded to our training peaks or or whatever software we use, right? It's just it's just taking up space. Another thing that I'll see that will really derail people is two things. One is injury. And so it, there was an episode in season two about injury. What can I do? That is the first thing you do. Get your journal out. What can you do? Can you swim? Can you walk? Can you do yoga? Can you meditate more? Can you um, strength train? Can you use the TRX? Can you do the swim bands? Can you foam roll? Can you... Um, can you do yoga nidra, which is more restful than sleep? There's so many things that you can do. And a lot of times what happens is someone gets injured and I kept this man, they, it's like a hopelessness, right? Like we'll just stream down the dark hole, the hopelessness and then quit and give up. And, and if we just made that list that said, what can I do? And if we just used that data and that information and we took action on it, we'd be in success. There's nothing more empowering than to be getting stronger mentally and physically when you're injured. It's the most beautiful experience in contrast. And it's so empowering to do it. It's really wonderful. The other thing that happens and this is all ego, by the way. Fear of success, this is all ego. And I'll tell you a little bit about that as we wrap this episode up. But the other thing I see is like, let's take, let's take Yogi Triathlete, for example. Let's say Athlete Joe signs on because he, he, just, he wants more than the physical training. He wants, he wants the mindset. He wants to learn meditation. He understands the science about it, right? He's got the intellect. He's got the data and the information that says meditation is going to increase your ability to be present. Present moment awareness is the essence of peak performance in sport. And I'll put a little notation to that, to the scientists that came to that conclusion from a study that they did. So they come on board. They get the meditation. And they're starting to eat better because all of our coaches will talk to our athletes about nutrition. We have nutrition program here. Uh, Plant-based whole foods is what we recommend, but we are inclusive and we're not meat shamers. We're plant pushers. So they come on board, starting to eat more whole foods. You know, they're not, and that's the other thing. We just say, don't give anything up, you know, unless somebody's like really on dust doorstep with their health and their diet is just absolutely horrendous. Um, you know, don't give anything up. Like, don't deprive yourself. Deprivation doesn't work. Just start to crowd out, right? The better you feel, the better you feel. Food has energy. Food has vibration. So think about the vibration of a carrot and think about the vibration of meat. It's a very different vibration. 
a very different process to get that to the plate. So they come on board, they're starting to meditate, things are going well, they're doing a little bit of yoga. They're swimming, they're biking, they're running, they're eating well. They're starting to shift, they're starting to change, they're starting to feel better, they're starting to like communicate better in their relationships, at work, with their coach. All of these things are starting to happen. Things are happening that are good, but things are happening that are unknown because they've never meditated before. They've never done yoga before. You know, they've eaten the standard American diet or or some version of it, or maybe, you know, they've eaten a lot of vegetables, but they're starting to move away from meat. So what's happening is that they're moving into the unknown. And this is where the ego will get involved if we are not awake to the tendencies of our mind. And when I say mind, I'm talking about the conditioned mind, okay? And I'm talking about that ego that carries our self-will. So we need self-will to show up to yoga class. We need self-will to get on the bike when we're cold. We need self-will to tie the shoes when we don't feel like going out for the run. But if that ego, um, BJ was just reading this morning, if your ego is not your amigo, it stinks. So if, if we're not watching those tendencies of the ego, we can start to move into self-sabotage, which underneath that is this fear of success, which really what I'm talking about is the fear of the unknown. So the conditioned mind will always choose the known over the unknown, even if it causes great pain and suffering, even if it means you're going to give up on your dreams, even if it means um, you're going to give up on your relationship, even if it means you're going to um, give up on you know moving to a whole foods plant-based diet. Because it's unknown, the mind, the conditioned mind, which bases everything on the past says, oh, hold on a second. Everything that you've done in the past has brought you to here. So it couldn't have been that bad because you're still alive. The unknown is the unknown. So anything can, it's too big of a risk for the conditioned mind. This is why we have to be awake because we can see, um, we can begin to see that part of us that wants us to, to keep us the same, right? And we have to decide not to stay the same. And so as you, reach higher levels of your performance, higher levels of success in your sport or business or relationships, or the way that your body feels, the way that your body looks. Like like for many, many years, I hated my body, hated my body. I used to say awful things to it. And I had to move through that unknown to get where I am today, a couple weeks out from being 50 years old and loving my body because I fed the intellect with a lot of study about the body as I went through massage school. I learned a lot about the body. I learned a lot about the mechanisms. And I'm just still, all these years later, so that was 2004 I went to school, all these years later in such awe of this miracle that I live in that I just love it and I think it and I love it. But I had to move through the unknown. So for me, what was helpful was I did educate the intellect and then I took that into my behavior change. So if we're not onto it, we're going to succumb to that part of us that wants to keep us safe and small and we can move into this fear of success. So the unknown, you guys, is where all your possibilities live. 
everything, I can't remember who said this. I don't know if it was somebody, I think, who Wayne Dyer, um, Dr. Wayne Dyer used to quote all the time, and it could be Neville, I'm not sure, is everything that's been proven was once in the imagination. And so we need to use our imagination. If you find yourself, and we all have to be on high alert. I have to be on high alert for this too. If we start to find ourselves, you know, moving away from the things that we know are really good for us, the things that make us better. If we start to move away from goal setting and saying like, you know, I don't really need to do it. I just like to do it to do it. Like I would question that. I would question that because we are here to grow and expand and goals help us do that. Um, giving up, procrastination, you know, and self-sabotage, just setting your life up in a way where, you know, oh, I can't get my workout in. I couldn't get my workout in. And, you know, this is where we say change can't to won't and have to to get to. And if you do that enough and you really start to feel the resonance of your words, you'll see those moments of self-sabotage. So we need to use our imagination. So let's take this. Let's say you want to be a better runner. Let's say you're a crappy runner. Well, congratulations because you created that. So if you created that, you can create anything. But you're going to have to watch your thoughts, your words, and your actions. And you want those aligned with the runner that you want to be. So journaling is super helpful. Start to write about the runner that you are. What do they wear? How do they feel when they go out for a run? Um, what are their non-negotiables for running as you're in your meditation practice? Because I know you're meditating if you're listening to this podcast, or maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're realizing that you're in fear of success and you haven't been meditating and now you're going to get back to it. That would be awesome. Um, so in your meditations, take some time and not a lot of time, just a few moments. So start your meditation with some breathing. Give your mind something to do. You want to concentrate your mind on something. So relaxing breath. Breathe in for a count of four. Breathe out for a count of eight. You can do that for your whole meditation. And then maybe go into a mantra. And then take some time towards the end when you're calm to create this vision through your imagination of seeing yourself, but not just seeing yourself as a better runner. Feel yourself as a better runner. Let that in. And I think that if there's fear of success, that's where you're really going to feel it because it's going to feel really weird and you might feel resistant against it. But we are always creating, you guys. We're either creating by default or we're creating on purpose. And we are vibrational beings living in a vibrational universe. We just had a medical doctor on the Yogi Triathlete podcast who talked about that, that we are energy. Our bodies are energy. And that's amazing. I love to hear uh, Western medicine doctors talk like that. But we are vibrational beings living in a vibrational universe. There are laws of science here. If everything is energy, then there is uh, magnetism, right? Electromagnetism, as my teacher would say electromagnetism. So it is how we feel is actually a really great pointer to the feeling or the situations that go along with that feeling that we're creating in our life. Look at the people around you. Look how you respond to people. This is telling you so much about your vibration and your point of attraction. So use your imagination. And then what I like to do when I visualize myself you know, 
living in in this success that I'm desiring, whatever it is, you know, finishing a race or, you know, the next step in business. I imagine I, I have that vision. I hold it. I feel it. The feeling is the creation. You got to feel it. You got to use your imagination to feel it. And it could be weird and awkward at first. But then what I do is I just, I let that go. I imagine like it's in a balloon and I let it go and I just watch it until I can't see it anymore. And then I let it go. And then I come out of the meditation and I move on. So I hope that's helpful. And, um, you know, if you're in this kind of paralyzing segment of life that can be fear of success, this might really be speaking to you. I mean, fear of success can be paralyzing, but that's not permanent. You just got to break the pattern. Everything is always changing. And if it feels like it's not changing, it is changing. It's just changing to be the same every moment. And you are a creator. Everything that has happened in your life has brought you up to this moment right now. And how you're going to move forward from here is the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter why things have happened in your life. It really doesn't. And I'm not trying to minimize anything in your life. It just, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is right now. This is the only moment that exists. And it's how are you going to move forward from here? And if you know somebody, you love somebody, you've got a teammate who you're seeing these behaviors, they are in that fear of success, support them. Don't try and change them. Support them, live the demonstration for them, love them, and they're teaching you a great lesson. They're teaching you to hold presence in the face of suffering, and that is unconditional love. All right, I hope you pulled away some good tidbits here. Um, it is actually, it's Valentine's Day, and we don't celebrate Valentine's Day at all, but I thought it would be, uh, I felt a little something on my heart. Um, so I'm going to make my husband, uh, Iron Maiden, which is from the Yogi Triathlete cookbook. I love that recipe and he should be coming back from the pool. And I told him 630 dinner, so I got to run. Thanks so much for joining me. If you're loving the show, if you're liking the show, if the show is like irking you and you're like, oh man, I'm putting out all my red flags. Um, that's great, right? It's the contrast without the contrast. We can't grow. So if it's affecting you in some way, please leave a review on the places you listen. It would be so appreciated. Peace.